Hi, this is Rachel McElroy. What is up? It's Griffin. And this is wonderful. The dogs are out tonight. You're shaking your head. You I, That's the fastest I've ever disappointed you. <laughs> Let's put them back. Let's put them back in. It's the fastest. I, I have it on Audacity right now. I can look at the time. 18 seconds and I disappointed <laughs> you. Maybe even a little bit faster than that. Shit, babe, I'm sorry. That's all right. I just, I saw you lean your head to the side, which means that you're trying to get a little far away from the mic because you're about to do something loud. I move away from the mic to breathe. Do you remember Chocolate Rain by Tay Zonde? I fucking love that shit still today. Um, and that's my first thing is Chocolate Rain by Tezande. It's very like irreverent. And I think it's important like today. It's relevant, I mean to say. I don't have anything to say about it. I'm about sorry. Chocolate Rain? That's too bad. Uh, um, so this is wonderful to show where we talk about things we're into. A, a preface. This is probably going to be a shorter one. We're all sort of various stages of being sick. And uh, Do you think people hear that and they just laugh to themselves because it has never, ever been true? I mean, the best laid plans of mice and men make God laugh when he's hanging out with all his friends Zeus, Poseidon, they're all hanging out and they find out you got plans to make a short podcast and God's mm-hmm. like, listen to this chump mm-hmm. um, at their God party. Um, no, we're not feeling good in some ways and in other ways. I don't know why I put it like that. And also, <laughs> I'm leaving it. I'm leaving it like I have to wake up at like four tomorrow to go on tour. Um and that I feel like I'm already sick from that. Do you ever have something in the future that you look at and you're like, I'm going to go ahead and start getting sick from that? <laughs> no, that's not a thing most people do. Anyway, uh, it's already pretty late in the night, so we're going to try and keep it tight. But I don't want to skip over the small wonders. You have any? You know, I'm going to say just lunch. Oh, just going out yes. to lunch. Just oh, going out to lunch? Going or out just... to lunch. Okay. It's I'm a treat. I'm fine with home lunch, too. I'm all right with just the idea of just... I didn't want to be that broad. I want to be a little more specific. I like going out to lunch. I am okay with... I don't ever go out to lunch because I work from home. So, like, if I went out to lunch with my coworkers, it would be, like, me and Humphrey, my stuffy doll, um, that I keep around for security. I've talked about Humphrey before, right? Oh, for sure, for sure. My stuffy friend. And uh, Mm -hmm. we go out to get ramen. And it makes a terrible mess. Um, I'm going to say bath time with our kid is like so fucking dope. It's very good. It's so good. He's like, he's such a, he's such a treat in there. He's so fun and he splashes all around. He just has the best time. He's real into row, row, row your boat lately, but all he knows is row, row, row. And mare, mare, mare. He'll do that. Yeah, he'll He'll, do mare, mare, mare. uh, Yeah, he's he's, um, a bit of a mush mouth. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. He's uh, He's a child. Who goes first this time? I believe it's you. I think it is too, but the website's taking a freaking long time to load. And I think that's user side, not server side. I would never talk shit about wonderful. <laughs> oh, no. It's, it's cool. I'm good. I do go first this week. So <laughs> my first thing this week is the washing machine, the laundry. Here's what's fucked up. The washing machine that lives in the kitchen that washes the dishes is called the dishwasher. The clothing washing machine that lives in the laundry room or at the laundromat or the garage or wherever the fuck you keep it well, is not called the clothes washer. You put sheets in there. Shit, you're and right. Towels? Some people I, wash towels. I washed a hat once in the dishwasher, but you don't call that a dish and hat washer now, do you? It's true. Put you that on your freaking pipe and smoke it. Wow, I just debated the, the heck out of you. Yeah, no, I am I am schooled. I never did speech and debate in high school mm-hmm. um, because I, uh, you know, I was a big time jock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
And I think I would have been good at it with like little, little reposts like that, little parry, a little dodge, and then I come at you. Uh-huh. Washing machine's good. It's no secret, folks. Griffin hates doing laundry. It's true. I, yeah. I'm currently, um, today was a three load day. Uh, I realized, I realized today I haven't done laundry since our Disney trip, which is bad even for me. Oh, Griffin. Um, I let all my clothes get dirty this time and I only did it today because I'm about to go on tour and I have literally no clothes left to wear. And this is an unhealthy way of doing things. Um, but I still, I don't think I'll ever change because I just hate, I hate doing the laundry so much. So it might seem disingenuous that I'm choosing the, the, the washing machine. But the fact of the matter is, if it weren't for the washing machine, <laughs> I would have the bubonic plague or something from the, the righteous stink that I would just sort of be imbuing. This is a dangerous topic for you to bring. Oh, no. Because it's tempting me to just get all up in your butt on various issues you have related to laundry. No, there's a lot. But I'm gonna I'm gonna keep it posy because <laughs> this is wonderful. I basically I know how much you like Fraggle Rock. Yes. Let me start there. Okay. And so um I try to Are you calling order, me a boober? No. And not to your freaking face. <laughs> Boober was the one that liked to do laundry. Oh, no. I was saying I like to make you feel like comfortable and kind of nostalgic every time you go into um, where we keep our clothes. Oh, the trash heap. Because I try to make a trash heap with all of my clothes right mm-hmm. next to the hamper because um, there's some jeans in there that still have some mileage left in them. That's honest to God why I do what I do. But this is, baby, we're unpacking our dirty laundry right now. <laughs> <laughs> but, okay. So, all things considered, it's kind of incredible that there's this big wet box that I can throw all of my clothing into. Yes. Um, a considerable amount of, of clothing that I have spent a month imbuing with all of my various stinks. And then within like two hours, it undoes a month of the horrible things I do to them. That's fucking, that's incredible. That's remarkable. Um, if I was born in any other era, I would not have clean clothes. I actually started to look into, this is the truth. I want. I was like, I bet there's fascinating history nugs, uh-huh. um, which is strange, actually, because, you know, all over the world, people are still doing laundry different ways. So it was a tricky subject to, like, get into. But the literally the first thing I looked up, uh, I, I saw while I was looking up this uh, topic was about chamber lie. You know about this? You heard about this story? <laughs> I've done that so much in podcasts lately. I don't know why I keep channeling Jay Leno. I draw the necromantic sig- sigils on the ground I've and Jay of... comes through me. <laughs> I've heard of lye before. Lye is like old time soap. Yeah. Uh, it's a What's chemical. chamber lye? It's like a chemical agent. And a lot of the times they would get it by like um, drawing water through like the ashes of a fire or whatever and then mix it with some shit and make soap. Um, chamber lye, you know where else you can get the same sort of ingredients like ammonia, um, stuff that you would use in soap is piss. So they would, um, in ancient Roman times, I was reading, imagine my face reading in ancient Rome's. Okay. Uh, garments were started to become more like mass produced. It wasn't something that you like made yourself at home. And so uh-huh. people needed a way to keep the clothes clean. They did so with chamber lie where they would collect the piss from public oh. restroom areas, turn it right into soap. And it would keep the clothes, I guess, clean, but it's all kind of relative at Do you that think point. That'll be on goop. Do you think that there'll be this return to pea soap because they really had it right? 
I am just so fortunate that I was here for the for the I was on this earth at the same time as the the washing machine. Um it's pretty it's pretty amazing. I also learned about the future of washing machines at um CES this year, the the Consumer Electronics Show. Um there's a company called Zeros, X E R O S. Uh, it's working on a, a new washing machine that still uses a little bit of water, but way, way less. Instead, it supplements it with what they call Zorbs, which are <laughs> these little um, like pea-sized, like PEA. There's no piss involved with their product, like pea-sized balls that do a lot of like the mechanical washing oh. and scrubbing that like the water in a typical washing machine that like tosses the clothes about and How massages them. How do you get the them. soap out, though? The, the water. There's still water. But oh, it's mostly it's mostly Zorbs. I think they said like it uses like six to eight gallons of water less than a traditional washing machine, which what, adds up. What if I try to recreate something similar and I get like a big plastic tub and I put a bunch of marbles in it? Yeah, and I don't then maybe what like a tablespoon of water. Yeah, or uh, you maybe know, shake it. Why water? You know, we got to save and conserve water. Why not pour some lacroix down there, or some urine, or some pee pee. Mm-hmm. Washing machines are great. Dryers can fuck off, though. What's your first thing? <laughs> my first thing. My first thing is a delight to say out loud. Just to start, pumpernickel. Really, though, I love pumpernickel, and you never see it where you want to see it. In your mouth specifically, I don't know that I've ever seen you eat and enjoy. I love a pumpernickel loaf. We just—it's not around if here. That's really, the thing, I would have more of it if more was available. Sure. Uh, doesn't taste like any other bread, does it? It well, so it has a similar like uh, composition to like a sourdough or it a rye. It is sour, yeah. Mm-hmm. Sorry. A lot of times I'll get a rye or a sourdough. Right. Pumpernickel, though, what a treat! Pumpernickel is fun. Mm-hmm. It's the definitely the most fun bread. Like this is, is a bread that you can go after work. You can take this bread out to like Chili's and have like one too many <laughs> margaritas, and then this bread will like say some shit about your coworkers, and you're like pumpernickel. You're so bad. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's something actually. Now that it's mass produced, you can't get real authentic pumpernickel. Like I don't know for <clears throat> sure that I've ever actually had authentic pumpernickel. What's that even mean? Well, so now since it's mass produced, uh, they add a lot of the brown color and the like sweet flavor, whereas previously it didn't contain any kind of coloring agents. Um, But things like molasses, coffee and cocoa butter are more common to be found now when you buy like a mass produced loaf of pumpernickel. How they get it so dark and sweet then? So they used to like bake it in a long pan for 16 to 24 hours in low temperature at like 250 degrees Fahrenheit in like a steam oven, which isn't really easy to do when you're mass producing it. Sure. Uh, but it was used with like a sourdough starter and coarsely ground rye. And the, the cooking process itself made it like give it that deep brown color um, and the flavor. Is that, do you then take the pumpernickel and further like dry it the hell out in order to make Melba toast. I've never put two and two together. Is that where Melba toast comes from? Oh, babe. What? I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's just say that. Yeah, it's, it is where Melba so, toast. Turns so what into. do you think is mm. the story behind that unusual name? Pumpernickel. Oh, I bet I'm about to find out. You are about to find out. Come with me. Okay. 
Are you ready to go to the pumpernickel corner? Hold on. <laughs> Those are my feet slapping against the marble floor of my office. <laughs> there are so many fun stories about the origin of this word. <laughs> this is the mo- we, by the end of this segment... Our, this show will be on NPR. Like, we won't have to submit it or anything. There will be, like, some, like, station manager who's, like, like sonar, who's, like, internal radar will peek and be like, is somebody giving interesting factoids about the history of Pumpernickel? And they'll press a button and our podcast will just be on NPR somewhere. Uh, so just to just to get your, your motor running... <laughs> hard right now uh the oed does not commit to any particular etymology and the first use in english was 1756 so there is a fun story about how uh the origin is germanic uh which pumpern was a new high german synonym for being flatulent and nickel was a form of the name nicholas commonly associated with a goblin or devil Oh my god. Hence pumpernickel could potentially mean the devil's fart. Oh my god. Take us out, Terry Gross. That was my (laughs) shit. We're not done yet. There's nothing that's going to be better than that. This has been proven untrue by Snopes. This next one here. What about the devil's fart one? Has anybody. I have not seen anybody disprove that one. Okay. According to folktale, Napoleon declared that a bread he received while invading Germany was not suitable for his horse, nickel. So he said, c'est du pain pour nickel. This one doesn't. I believe devil fart over this one. You said Snopes already shot this one down, right? Uh, However, the name nickel is not confirmed for any of Napoleon's Mm, many horses. Which I love the fact checked on that. No way. There was no horse named Nickel for Napoleon. You get the next fact could be like the bread was invented by a Derek Pumpernickel, and I'd still be like, I think it's the Devil's Fart one. I believe (laughs) very strongly with all my conviction. So Napoleon declared the bread was no good for him, but only good for his horse. And so I guess if you say Bumpernickel, it sounds like Pumpernickel. I guess. But yeah, that Snopes has a whole thing about how that is not true. There's a very like avid Pumpernickel fan over it. So kids, you may hear some things in the schoolyard (laughs) about Napoleon and Pumpernickel, but they are not true. Oh, man. Uh, But man, I love it. So you can mostly find it in like delis, like... I guess I, more authentically. Uh, it's, it's so good on a sandwich. It brings so much flavor. I was just about to say, I don't know that I've actually ever had a sandwich with pumpernickel bread. In my mind, it's always slices or rolls with like oh. nice butter or some sort of topping mm-hmm. on it. But I don't, I don't. I used to love it so much. I'd have like a peanut butter and jelly on pumpernickel. That is fucking wild. I know. That is a lot of flavor to come at your, to your mm-hmm. young mouth. That mm-hmm. is a lot. That's wild. Pumpernickel. Pumpernickel. Damn, babe. I, re- I very much want to eat pumpernickel bread right now, and I don't think I'll be able to scratch that itch because it's very late and I leave it for in the morning. <laughs> do they have pumpernickel in the Pacific Northwest? I'm sure they do. I bet. Oh, I bet you Portland's got that pumpernickel game on fucking bread lock. Country. Are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, hit me up on, well, I haven't been on Twitter in like a month, but hit me up psychically. Let me know where the good bread is and let's go uh, steal us away. Do you want to go this time? I want to go this time. 
how do you do the thing where you like make an O with I your mouth never and you slap? Been able. Ow! Ow! Don't Griffin stop! Griffin stop! No! Uh huh. <laughs> it can be intimidating trying to roll with the console cowboys in cyberspace. Um, there's always the worry that maybe they know something that you don't vis-a-vis um, website design or website functionality, and you think, that I could never be that. I could never be among their illustrious ranks. Griffin, if I wanted to build a website where I ranked my favorite episodes of Ghost Rider, would I be able to do that? Well, first of all, it would be the same list as everybody else's with the Julia <laughs> Styles episode at the top. But yes, you can do that with Squarespace. It's the all-in-one platform for building your brand and growing your business online. Every Squarespace website and online store comes with a suite of integrated features and useful guides that help maximize prominence among search results. Do you want to have special functionality, like maybe a members-only VIP club section of your website? You can do that. Do you want to sell stuff? Yeah, you can do that too. Do you want to have an online scheduler so that people you can, you can sell uh your time yeah you can do that also anything is possible that's um there for the commercial the super bowl commercial they had that was my voice yelling anything is possible in the wow background. yeah not a lot of people know that hey head to squarespace.com slash wonderful pod for a free trial and when you're ready to launch use offer code wonderful pod to save 10 percent off your first purchase of a website or domain griffin yeah you know it's a shame what is that when you order uh, meals to be delivered to you, they can only be for dinner. That's true because of the law. But wait, wait, what's this coming across our desk? The law is different now? Is <laughs> factor. These rebels are operating outside the boundaries of food law. <laughs> factor has breakfast. They have midday bites. They have smoothies. Uh, there's lots of stuff you can get with Factor. What other things can you get with Factor? Well, I'm looking at this menu right now. They got a lot of tasty little options for you. I'm talking about artichoke and spinach chicken with roasted zucchini and tomato butter. Did you even know that butter could be tomato? <laughs> Not me. Shredded chicken and loaded mashed taters with, I changed the word. They say potatoes, but I said taters, precious. With mushroom <laughs> gravy, smoked cheddar, uh, bacon, and Parmesan broccoli. Uh, this this menu is out of sight, and my mouth is just watering looking at these glossy JPEGs of tasty food. So head to factormeals.com slash wonderful50 and use code wonderful50 to get 50% off. That's code wonderful50 at factormeals.com slash wonderful50 to get 50% off. Do you have your phone? I can come sit where you sit. Yeah, you're going to have to come sit where I sit. Okay, we had to switch seats so that you could... Oh, this is a nice microphone. (laughs) It's got your scent all your musk. <laughs> That's a strange thing to say. Thanks. Uh, so this message is for future Lucas. It is from past Lucas. Hey, Lucas, you've been getting pretty good at this whole loving yourself thing, and I'm sure by now you're even better at it. I don't actually know what's up in your life right now because that's not how time works, but I'm optimistic. School going well? You came out? Maybe even got a cat? Only time will tell. Keep smiling, my dude. You've got this. You know all those things got crushed, got done. Check, check, check. Bucket list. Probably not bucket list. I don't think you ever talk about a bucket list unless, unless it's in the context of like a, yeah, an older person. I don't person. want that for Lucas. No, it's a, uh, what's it? like? We need a cool like young bucket list. Like a... Uh, like a, like a, like a scoop agenda. A scoop agenda. <laughs> 
<laughs> uh, Scoop Agenda is true. And uh, Lucas, you got this. You got it. This next message is for Zach. It is from Jen. Zach Attack. Go ahead. Ooh, I Go. bet you just really activated something in him. I'm sure he's heard that many, many times. Uh, really? Yeah. I bet that's, that might be the first. Yeah. I bet that might be the oh, first time. All right. Hey, Zach. Thanks for being the best brother I could ask for. You're always there to nerd out with me when we find any sort of media to consume, and I can always count on you for advice on my D&D characters. Also, swapping pictures of our cat children is my favorite pastime. I couldn't have asked for a better friend and sibling. You're wonderful. That is very, very, very That's nice. That's very nice. I'm um, glad to know there are siblings out there that get along well, because uh, that's not always the case. Yeah, that's, um, and this is probably a weird sort of turn for the show to take, but sometimes <laughs> there's siblings that just hate the crap out of each other, man. <laughs> Cain and Abel, not, not buds. Yeah, no, that's true. One famously killed the other with a big rock. Mm-hmm. So... This is not, this is, this is wonderful. <laughs> you want to switch back? Yeah, I don't like being over here. It's right under the AC vent. How are you not cold all the time? Well, Parker Panel, we have just 30 seconds to prove to Max Fun listeners that we know what the F we're talking about when it comes to pop culture. All right, you guys, let's go. Famous Chris's. Walk-in. Christofferson. Hemsworth. Karen, what's the most iconic lesbian snack? The wings at Hooters. The answer is fried green tomatoes. Margaret, what is the Marvel Cinematic Universe missing? <laughs> My interest. Winter, name someone who will EGOT in your lifetime. Ike Barinholtz. That's beautiful. Top gear or top model? Sadly, I have to say top gear. The clear answer is top chef. But top model taught us about smizing. Pop Rocket, smart takes on everything. Catch us every Friday on Maximum Fun. Hey, can I uh, tell you about my second thing? Uh-huh. Bim, 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 you know that song? Do you know that song? I mean, it sounds familiar. If I keep doing it, will it help? It sounds a little bit like the Six Flags guy song. <laughs> I've never been so insulted in my entire life. Um, it's, um, yeah, it's a, that's the popcorn song. And uh, I want to talk about popcorn, not the popcorn song. That would be cool, though, if we did, like, music from now on, but we, like, had to do it ourselves at the top of the segment. Um, but, no, I think I just want to talk about good old popcorn. Do you know about this? Uh, about popped corn? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've had it. It's like regular corn. They make it super hot, and it gets weird uh, and, like, really <laughs> crunchy. Um and it's hard for me to know how much I actually like popcorn for popcorn um, and how much I like it because uh, it's it's a special occasion food in my mind. Like, you know, I, I rarely and I know there probably are some people I see popcorn sold in big bags at the grocery store like the the. Uh, you microwave it? popcorn, dude. And I know I know. But when you microwave popcorn, it's for a movie time, right? The, here's the argument I'm making. When you buy it pre-popped in like the big bags and you're like, you're having it as a snack when you get that 3 p.m. feeling, I don't understand that. If it's a movie time and you pop a bag, yes, for sure. That's what I'm talking about. I don't Ooh. know if I like the popcorn flavor. Not in my household, man. Popcorn oh. wasn't any time food. I guess around the holidays, if you have it in the big tin. Oh, that's good. When you get one of those big tins, my dad would go to a holiday uh, Christmas party, a holiday Christmas party hmm, mm. for the, his uh, for the radio station. And um, every year he'd come back with a big. You're saying that, but we gave out popcorn as a favor at our wedding. I was going to get there. <laughs> um. Anyway, I'm big into the idea of food as like flavor vehicles. Obviously, I've talked about waffles and I don't know that you can you can beat 
is there anything better at transmitting flavor than than popcorn? It is essentially a blank canvas that you paint flavors upon, and then it it, it delivers them, and you get to decide how much of that flavor you want because it comes in these just these little 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 pieces. And I'm very enthusiastic about that. Um, if you are the type of person who eats like unbuttered, unflavored popcorn, I don't understand it. Like the healthy popcorn, I don't. I, I've tried to explain this so many times, just in this one segment. The big like chick chick pop chick boom. Do you know what I'm talking about? Oh, a uh, boom chick a pop. Is that right? The unsalted, like unflavored popcorn. I don't understand why you would, why why you eat that. There are world if you if that's all you've ever had. There are worlds, beautiful worlds beyond the one that you currently occupy. And I want to take you to them. Um, the first time I had artisanal popcorn was at Cornucopia, which is a place in town where yes, we did give that away in little mason jars as a wedding favor because one, I think that a good wedding favor is something that people are actually going to use. They're not going to use the the soap thing. <laughs> They're not going. You know what's a popular wedding favor is Jordan almonds. Jordan almonds are dope. Yeah, we got those when we went to a wedding in New Orleans. I remember very very clearly. I it came don't in a little silk bag. Oh, okay. <laughs> cool. Um, I like them quite a bit. We gave away popcorn and it came in mason jars because we're um, f- we're free spirits who live in Texas. <laughs> so we had to do mason jars somehow. Um, did we use mason jars as like drinking glass? That would have been too the much. Venue, the venue we used definitely had like a mason jar quality to it. Okay, yeah, they were certainly they were certainly present. Um, it honestly took me a while to get back here to the place where I love popcorn after working in a movie theater. They do everything they possibly can to break you of your love of popcorn. I did most of that work myself because I would bring a garbage bag of it home to my Do you my, do that liquid butter? Uh, yes. Oh, no. Wow, we're really on the... We're, no, we're on different pages here. We're, I just don't like... You know me. I don't like a mess. I don't get it messy. <laughs> When you eat it, you get all slippery. Okay. <laughs> if that's your threshold for what a mess is, I can understand why the, the trash pie, a laundry monster, I'm upsets saying, you so much. I'm just saying, doesn't get you slippery. Okay, it's not a contest. <laughs> <laughs> um, it just, it occupies the regular, like, buttered, salted, like, movie theater mm-hmm. popcorn occupies, like, a very specific, like, flavor profile mm-hmm. for me. And that flavor profile is a, is, is a relief when you have too much of the sweet. When you have too much of the sweet, you eat too much of the sweet movie theater candy and you eat a savory, this popcorn is like, or with, uh, I went to the Hell in a Cell down at the San Antonio and saw all of the wrestling that they had on display. And I had two big, horrible beers. Uh, that is two, two large Miller lights, two, uh-huh. um, chi- child sized by which I mean the size of a child Miller <laughs> lights. Uh, and I drank them and they cost me like 30 bucks and they were, they were, you know, they were what they were. And then I had a popcorn after that. Oh my God, the popcorn was so good and so necessary. <laughs> um, yeah, I just love popcorn. It's it's what's funny is like I don't actually eat it that much anymore because Alamo Drafthouse is kind of like with their Alamo Drafthouse has like full dinner menus and that has kind of phased popcorn exactly. out of most of my yeah. movie going experiences. But if I'm at like a baseball game or uh, any other kind of like occasion where they you know are selling selling popcorn, I will always go oh, for just it. Just the fragrance gets me like ready to go, good. man. Um, but again, working at the movie theater, I smelled burned 
burn yeah. burn co- popcorn like in your microwave that's bad burned popcorn on like uh like a a large scale like at a movie theater it is apocalyptic it is so bad but good popcorn's good what's your second thing my second thing is gossip baby i know <laughs> come with me um, come with me on this one Okay. I found so much research and interesting facts about gossip. I got to tell you, I feel guilty. Yeah. I do. Yeah. I never enjoy, you know, <laughs> that it exists. <laughs> you know that feeling, Griffin? I, I, I know the feeling. I just want to say at the top, I am so excited to watch you walk the tightrope <laughs> of being like, it's not good, but it's so good. <laughs> you know that feeling you get? Like when you get some good juicy goss? Can we lay out some definitions of good juicy goss? Because I think I wh- what it concerns me is there's definitely bad goss. The oh, spreading, for sure. the spreading for of like sure. lies, especially like about your close friends who like yes. you really shouldn't be. And a lot of people, and I think every person has been the victim of some unfortunate goss. For sure, that's but that, but that feeling, Griffin. Okay. <laughs> Of the good juicy goss, not yeah. of the lies. Yeah. Of the good, the 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 sweet gosling. Yeah, okay. and I don't even want to give examples because it is mostly hurtful. <laughs> <laughs> this is the wildest thing you have ever brought to the show, for sure. Not even close. There, there have been so many researchers that have looked into that 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 good gossip feeling. Uh, a research team in 2014, and I found this um, in Psychology Today, uh, from the University of Amsterdam, found that 90% of total office conversations qualify as gossip. How many percent? 90%. Christ alive. <laughs> uh, anthropologists believe that through human history, gossip has been a way for us to bond with others and sometimes a tool to isolate those who aren't supporting the group. <laughs> That's a really, that's a very like anthropologist way of saying like, yeah, it's a really shitty thing to do to someone for the most part. In 2015, there was a study funded by the National Science Foundation uh, that demonstrated that people get a hit of pleasure in their neural reward centers after hearing negative gossip about celebrities. In contrast, they didn't get much of a lift from hearing positive tattle, no matter how much they tried to pretend otherwise. That part bumps me out for sure, for sure, actually, for sure. That is that 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 one is a, a bitter pill to swallow. Some friendly goss between coworkers. I'm into the yeah. idea that negative things being said about public figures is like infinitely more like uh, uh, cerebrally, emotionally rewarding than positive mm-hmm. news is like actual like terrifying news for me. There was another study, mm. uh, and this one I don't know how valid this one because they only studied 300 people. Uh, and this was in the London Daily Mail. Uh, it was done by no- Dr. Nicholas Emler. Uh, found that 80% of conversations are spent on discussing other people and their habits. In general? Of the 300 people they they studied. 80% were about other people mm-hmm. and their habits. Mm-hmm. See, here's the <sighs> thing. All right, guys. I know. I know. I know, Griffin. I know. But it's all anybody's doing. That's it. Well, except for one out of every five people aren't doing it. (laughs) Okay, this is the final one I I wanted to share. 2012 experiment at UC Berkeley 
found that people who witnessed immoral behavior felt better once they'd gossiped about it to people who might have been affected. Oh, to people who might have been affected. Yeah. Now that's another, that's a horse of a different color. They were helping to spread the news and therefore raise the possibility that the person in question would be punished. But not by me, because that's, I've got a lot on my plate. (laughs) That's the best fucking thing ever. Are you kidding me? I mean, it's awful, but it's the best shit ever. Oh, I feel so much better now that I've gotten off my chest and had no, in no way had any responsibility in (laughs) fixing it or making it actually better in any way. So I I hesitate, of course, to call gossip wonderful. I would never say that. What I'm talking about is just that feeling, just that gossip feeling, (laughs) you know? (laughs) Yeah, that'll definitely hold up in in podcast court. I wasn't talking about gossip, obviously. Jury. We can all agree. It's just that feeling. It's like when you're scratching a bug bite and you know, oh, this is probably going to be a problem if Mm. I keep scratching it. But in this moment, oh, scratching it feels good. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know, man. I'm trying trying to be a team player here. I know. I, I know, know, I know exactly what and you're And it feeling. is a real problem. Honestly, I would say a lot of my friendships as a teen were founded on gossip, and I do not feel good about that looking back. Um, I feel like a lot of people relate to each other through gossip, and I don't think that's good either. What brushes, what, the reason that brushes me in like a weird way is I have, I have lived my life since like high school when I was like not a very like, um, self-assured person at mm. all. And in a lot of ways, I'm, I'm wicked still not. But the only thing that like gets me gets me through and it has like allowed me to sort of assert myself in, in the ways that I do uh, is this idea that everybody is so focused on their own shit all of the time that they are not actually yeah, paying that uh-huh. close attention to like what you're wearing as you like walk the halls of your but high gossip school gossip makes you think that's not the true. The fact that apparently 80%... <laughs> Of people, conversations are about other people mm-hmm. is a lot. Mm-hmm. But they're not talking about me walking down the high school in my fucking bowling shirt and carpenter shorts and, uh, and, and you know, skateboard shoes that I've never used for skateboarding. They're talking about their friends, yeah. aren't they? Aren't I they? I mean, sometimes, but sometimes you're gossiping about that teacher who you're pretty sure wore that outfit yesterday. Uh-oh. You know? Yeah. Um, it, I, I, I debated whether or not to bring this, and I recognize that there was a lot of hurtful gossip. But I think there's room for just taking pleasure and just sharing some office gossip. I actually read a, a lot of the research I was reading talks about the benefits of office gossip and that it can relieve some stress and get you closer to your coworkers. Hmm. Just, um, just, just not... Just not that one. <laughs> it gets you really close to all of your almost uh, pretty much statistic. There's one statistical sort of anomaly, and we can just factor that completely out of the conversation. It gets you close to all of your office coworkers. <laughs> Law of large numbers, like we're it's it is insignificant. I knew this a... was going to be a challenge for you, Griffin, because you're a very sweet, kind-hearted man. No, I mean I talk shit, but like. <laughs> There's a whole industry based around celebrity gossip. And I, I, I believe I believe that it is unfair to many of the celebrities that are gossiped about. Yes, for sure. That said. Oh, man. People love to get those magazines in airports. Just sit on a plane and eat your peanuts 
and, and, and read about what's happening in the fancy world of Hollywood. Yeah. Or not happening, probably. Probably definitely not <laughs> happening. Yeah, I mean, that's a horse of a different color. Let's just, to close this segment out, again, narrowly tailor good benign gossip between friends benign gossip (laughs) benign gossip between uh friends and colleagues Mm -hmm. is and the feeling that the feel the feeling that you get from benign gossip between friends and colleagues Mm -hmm. is good (laughs) yes everything else is pretty bad yes but it's so good (laughs) right the the feeling okay yes the feeling is quite good (laughs) That's a good, that's, I'm going to be, that one's going to be on my mind on the flight tomorrow. <laughs> I'm going to be thinking about that one a lot. Um, I have some submissions from our friends. Do you want to hear it? Yes. This says, anesthesiology. No, that's the wrong document. Here we go. Uh, Lily says, writing with a fountain pen is wonderful. I love the feeling of the metal nib on paper, the way the ink glistens till it dries, the way it comes apart so I can refill it from my ink bottle. I like all the little rituals it calls for, turning simple tasks kind of magical. I even like the ink on my hands. I was with you till the last thing. Mm. Cannot stand having ink on my hands. The rest of it sounds totally sick. Yeah, I do. I do love the look of a fountain pen. For sure. Um, Taja says, uh, planetariums are wonderful. You can learn about the universe, get a cool 3D science experience, and maybe do a kiss in the dark. If you live near a you know, it says that if you if you live near a university or a museum, there might be one tucked away you've never realized existed, and the shows are usually cheap or sometimes free. I don't know that I've ever been to one. I thought you were going to say, I've never kissed uh, at a planetarium. You've never been to a planetarium, really? I don't think so. Uh, we went to one together in either New York or D.C., so definitely in one of those museums, for sure. Absolutely, we did. Huh, okay. Uh, I guess we didn't smooch. No, we did not. Here's one from Laura who says, a small wonder of mine is giving 41 cents of change back. I work retail and counting back 41 cents always feels incredibly satisfying because I take one coin from every drawer. It feels very well-rounded and I always smile when it happens. I love that shit. Oh, that's nice. That's really, really good. Oh, that is perfect. Um, So that's going to do it for us this week. Thank you so much for listening. Where are we at? What do we do? Uh, We're not even at 40 minutes yet. This was a good tight one. I feel like this is about where I expected it to end up. Um, Apologies for it being a little bit short, but damn, we are are right under that gun. Um, Thank you to Bowen and Augustus for the use of our theme song, Money Won't Pay. Uh, You can find a link to that in the episode description. Um, Hey, can you give some shouts outs to Maximum Fun? Uh, Maximum Fun is the network that hosts our podcast. Uh, They also host a lot of other fantastic podcasts. Uh, Podcasts like One Bad Mother and uh, Beef and Dairy Network and uh, Ono, Ross and Carrie and a lot of other really great ones. You can find them all at MaximumFun.org. You can find the other stuff we do at McElroyShows.com. Is that it? Are we, is that it? You want to hear more about Pumpernickel? Um, do you have, I mean, do you have any fun, more fun anecdotes about the uh, ep, epidemi, ep, epidemiology? Ep, uh, epidemiology? What's the word that means how the word came from? Etymology. Epinology? Uh, the word stems from an old Bavarian term for hard. 
Oh God! And then I'm gonna instead of our usual outro, I'm just gonna cut in the uh, the music for all things considered right here. <laughs> MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported. Podcasts. 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 <laughs> They're audio programs that tell smart stories in innovative ways using editing techniques like, like this. this. Like this. Like this. Like this. But let's face it, all that smart stuff can be exhausting. That's where Stop Podcasting Yourself comes in. It's so stupid. It's just two stupid dinguses being dumb idiot jerks for 90 minutes. Stop podcasting yourself. The stupid show that smart people love. Find it on iTunes or MaximumFun.org.